Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about finding a new understanding of God's provision. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about this constant temptation we have for us to think we can take care of ourselves. We have jobs that pay the bills, we take care of ourselves and that keeps us healthy, we keep things under control so we don't suffer from anxiety or depression, uh, other mental ailments. And the worst part is normally we can get away with that. Normally we can provide what we need. Maybe not everything we want, but normally we can keep our lives under control. We fall into a routine that lures us into the illusion that we've got this all by ourselves. But then a pandemic comes along. And that job that paid the bills is banned. Our efforts to take care of ourselves seem like a joke in the face of a virus that seems to be lurking on every surface. And all of our efforts to push away anxiety and depression collapse. Now we're left with the ugly reality that was always there. We cannot provide for ourselves. Over and over throughout scripture, we are confronted with that awful truth. We can't do enough or think enough or be enough to provide everything we need, but God can and will and does. You know, I repeat the passage from Matthew chapter six often because it just brings such tremendous hope when we're trying to weather the storms of life. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you as well. You know, God, he's already providing for us. And now when everything else is stripped away, we just need to open our eyes to that tremendous truth and trust him. I can struggle though, just trying to get by, or I can put everything in the hands of God. Those are my two options. God knows what we need and he will provide so we don't have to worry. You know, uncertainty is a challenging thing to overcome. We want to know everything. If God has a plan for our lives, we want to see what it is. If he has good works prepared in advance for me to do, tell me what they are. You know, we want to know right now when this is going to be over, when our kids can go back to school, when can we worship together and work together and play together? What about this virus? Will I die of it? Will someone I love catch it? Is my job going to be there after this is over? What's the world even going to look like when this is over. We want answers. But listen to this from Luke chapter 9, verses 57 and 58. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And then he said to another, follow me. And he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. 
And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my home. But Jesus said to him, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. When we grasp what Jesus is saying, that's a sobering conversation. I will follow you wherever you go. Surely that was said by someone sincerely. And surely their desire to honor their earthly father or their families, that was sincere too. The Bible makes it clear that we should look after our families. Those, those aren't bad motives. But Jesus scolds him. Don't look back. When you're faced with eternal decisions, don't make temporal plans. Just follow Jesus. But our questions today still rage on. How are we going to feed ourselves? What about our families? Where are we going to go to sleep? What's our shelter going to look, out, look like? And Jesus says, if your hand is on the plow, don't look back. It's not because Jesus was ready to give them the answers to those questions. Not at all. You know, at the time, Jesus was homeless. He told them that. He, he was traveling south from Galilee. His eyes were set on Jerusalem, where his singular purpose was to die. There'd be a lot that was going to happen on the way, but Jesus was going to take his disciples on the most uncertain journey in history. But yet he said, don't look back. Trust me, I've got this. Jesus, he didn't want his disciples to be afraid. He didn't want them to try to figure out all the details, try to control the situation. He wanted them to have faith in God's provision. That certainly shakes our trust when there's that much uncertainty, when God does things in ways that we don't understand. And it's hard to overcome. And I think that may be one of the reasons God made his provision the central message of his word to us. When we struggle to trust that he cares for us, he points us to the Israelites who wandered in the desert for 40 years because of their disbelief. Yet God cared for them every step of the way. When we struggle with doubt, God shows us the disciples who denied Jesus and wouldn't even believe when Jesus stood in front of them, raised from the dead. Yet through the Spirit, God made them bold ambassadors to go out into the world uh, and share the gospel so that we can have it today. When we struggle to see past the flaws in those Christians who make up the church now, God shows us all the problems in the early church, all of the, the conflicts, all of their failings, all of their temptations and trials, and he shows how he delivered them. God's word is a testament to his provision so that what we perceive to be uncertain turns out to only be apparently uncertain. Our future and his provision are certain to God. You know, before we were even ready to ask for it, God provided. And he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, as Paul puts it in Romans 8, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You know, through his son, God demonstrated how powerfully in control he is. He will provide more than we could ever imagine on our own. That is the central message of the Bible. Our God wanted us to know that we can always turn to him and trust in his provision. But we can read that all day long. Eventually, to truly trust God's provision. I'm convinced we have to be reduced to a point where we know we can't take care of ourselves any longer. And we see 
God step up in those moments. We have to get to a point where we know our jobs and our health and our control. They can't help us anymore. Physically, we might be in that situation right now. Everything that was holding us together is either gone or in jeopardy in this pandemic. And for that physical provision, we have to turn to God. But in this time, we should also see we never really had that much control to begin with. Maybe we had a paycheck. Maybe we had good health. But spiritually, without God, we were dead. But here's the good news. God provides. For when we are still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, though whom we have now received that reconciliation. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. You know, once again, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to uh, continue talking about how Christians should respond to the coronavirus pandemic, how the Bible would teach us to do that. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you about that next time.